This show is part of the Subculture Podcast Network. For pop culture and entertainment podcasts, go to bio.link slash subculture pod network. Prepare to be entertained. land and those of you listening on the audio platforms this is rebel rock radio i am one half of the host team steve and that goes to you (laughs) you can speak for yourself (laughs) i'm the other half i'm jd (laughs) all right welcome everybody so right now Let's see, coming in early and hot, we've got Spencer and Ubaldo in the chat room. Good to see you guys again. <coughs> and tonight, we might be talking about a book. <laughs> hey, eventually, eventually, we're going to get to a book. Eventually, we will get to our, our uh, scheduled topic. Main of, topic. From a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. Hopefully. Uh, but who knows what's gonna happen between now and then? It's gonna get it's gonna get crazy. <coughs> it's 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 not not set in stone, it's unpredictable. It, it's never it's never set in stone. <laughs> if you were here last week, you will completely understand. We didn't think we were gonna make it to our main topic last week. We've we've pretty much we've pretty much um, established that doing things in too much of an order or with too much seriousness is boring. <laughs> yeah, that uh, somebody else just popped in the chat room. It is NerfNet two thousand. Hey NerfNet, seen... what's that? I said, hey NerfNet. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them in the chat before. So I don't think I have. Welcome to the chaos that is Rebel Rock Radio. And before we go any further into the incoherent ramblings, uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, show you the rock portion of that Rubble Rock Radio. And we're going to play the first tune of the night. So, this first one comes to us from San Francisco, California. The name of the band is The Complicators. And they have a new album coming out um, here in the next couple of weeks. It comes out on February 2nd. Uh, coincidentally, is my birthday. Um, and uh, that will be coming out via Pirate Press Records. And we've got a song from that album that we're going to play for you. So this is The Complicators with Blink of an Eye. Break the power. 
trying to uh keep playing it was, <laughs> hey keep it, it was rolling man rock and rock and roll man it was trying to loop <laughs> they're telling me the chat i need to pay attention <laughs> like you've never watched the show before oh my god people that's so boring it's boring if it's not yeah, something man, wrong with I it you want to play it twice <laughs> Hey, Tina. No, I did not pay attention in science class. Science class. <laughs> that was like my second least favorite subject in school. Followed or, or following uh, any math class. Yeah. And see, I'm quite the opposite. Math, science, and history were my favorites. See, history was my favorite. But I loved history. <laughs> Dragon Buddy is correct. If you think Steve should pay attention, you haven't been paying attention to the show. That Amen. Amen. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got some newcomers. Uh, well, not newcomers but we got some new uh, folks that popped up in the chat room while we were playing that song. Dragon Buddy and Tina popped in. So good to see you again. Uh, 
no, Spencer, math and science are not the best. I hated them. <laughs> I, I was not a fan. I was not a fan. Tina, anyway, I, I see so your, I see was, your comment. Uh, that was uh, the complicators with blink of an eye, kind of a uh, more straight-ahead punk rock band. Um good stuff out there so they've got an album self-titled album the complicators coming out on february 2nd so make sure you check that out and i will have a link to their probably their band camp um in the show notes <clears throat> whenever i get around to doing that and then um we're all talking about school now <laughs> Spencer says, I didn't like English class. I was fine with English class. It depends. If it was English grammar, no. English lit? No. Eh, no. I dug yeah, English, English lit. grammar, no, 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 no. English lit, I liked it because I like, you know, the older books and the classics. So, yeah. You know, I think my most difficult course in college when I, when I originally went, like before I dropped out, um was actually an English literature class. It was it was not because the material I didn't enjoy. It's just that the teacher, the professor was really rough. He uh he graded really hardcore. He was he was he was a mess. But I did I did a heck of a lot better in college than I did in high school, which is weird because actually in so high school I. the only class I failed in high school, oddly enough, was keyboarding. I cannot I, I suck at the typing. I am a hunting and picking fool. So if anybody wants me to type something on a computer, please don't ask because I hunt and pick the crap out of it. So don't judge. I just hunt and pick. That's just the way I am because I failed keyboarding class. But other than that, man, I, I loved college. My college courses, they were good. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. Patrick just jumped in the chat. Welcome back. Chris. Hey, Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Good to see you again. Hey, Patrick. So... I wanted to mention something. <laughs> so is, usually, is this the is this the rent? Yeah, usually you will see me in in these in these uh, episodes. You, you'll usually see me with with a coffee mug drinking coffee. However, <laughs> I am not drinking coffee tonight, and I have not drank drink drunk. Drunk. I've not had any coffee all day because our machine crapped out. <laughs> our coffee machine crapped. And we just bought this thing like a few months ago because our, our, our original one that we've had for like five years crapped out. So we bought a new one. And it's, it's you know, one of those, uh, the brand is Keurig. And uh, what doesn't show? What are you talking about, DV? <laughs> it doesn't you need to show be. What doesn't you, show at all, dude? You need to be behind the scenes. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> inside thing. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? So yeah, so we bought the, it's a Keurig brand, and it has um, it has the one side is like the K cup thing. Yeah. Okay. Lack of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it to you. Um, so one one side has the the K K pod thing where you can get one 
mug at a time. Uh, and then it also has a coffee pot. So we have the dual thing. So, you know, on those days when you know you're going to be drinking a lot of coffee, okay, it's, it's a pot day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like yesterday, <clears throat> I was like I made a couple of uh, – couple of um no you know what i think it was, i made a pot of coffee yesterday um and then all of a sudden the thing just crapped out like it just stopped working i don't know what the hell so uh you imagine right spencer um he said i imagine steve isn't someone to be around when there's lack of coffee um so tina you know well you know me full well i drink coffee all and day <laughs> anyway it doesn't matter if it's night morning yeah i'll just yeah and i it won't keep me awake no, <laughs> I, I, I can i can nod off like a no no not not i go to sleep very quickly um anyway uh what are you guys talking about in there i'm a solid 60 to 80 oh they're talking about okay <laughs> Everybody and somebody else is still talking about keyboarding skills, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, you know, hey, hey, you know what though? I, I'll, I'll say this. We'll go back to that for just a second. I was a solid, like I think last time I did words per minute. I think it was a solid sixty-five, even though I was hunting and picking. So I've gotten pretty good at it. So anyway, back to the coffee. So last time I took a test because I had to take one for a job that I did. Um, it's been a couple of years, um, but my score was ninety-two. So I'm nice, nice good at that. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, back to coffee. So okay, <laughs> the positive thing is that it's under warranty, so we'll get get it replaced for free. Unfortunately, we have to wait for them to ship it to us. So they're looking at like maybe two weeks, and I'm thinking. There's no fucking way I'm going to be able to go two weeks without coffee. So there stands the problem. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Okay, Steve, I'm going to go back to a buddy of mine who is like the biggest prepper that I know. Okay. And his rule is if you have, he's the biggest prepper. He's a, he's a doomsday prepper kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and his law, his law of the land is if you have one, you have none. If you have two, you have one. So what you need to do is you need to have your primary coffee maker and then a backup one, so that way when one goes down, you're not interrupted. Hmm. <laughs> it's probably not a bad idea. You know, I was thinking, I was actually thinking earlier, I wonder if I should just, like, get one of those French press things. Uh, because you don't really need electricity for that. <laughs> Just get you one of those ones that you grind it yourself and you cook it over a butane torch and you press it yourself and something and like that. that brings us to the reason why I initially thought maybe I should get one of those and then was like, nah, that's too much work. <laughs> um, but if you lose power, I mean, you've got coffee. So, I mean, you're, you're in survival mode. <laughs> I think I think I'm just gonna have to buy me like, like you said, a backup, like a, like just a cheap coffee pot. Just so you know, I'm not a spokesperson for them. I so I don't I don't promote their products. I just love their products. 
but we have one of those ninja coffee makers. Mm. Excellent. Because I have a Keurig and I have a ninja coffee maker because somebody bought the ninja coffee maker for us. Mm-hmm. It is it is excellent. It will do all kinds of things from cold brew to hot to big pots to small pots. It is it is outstanding. So I, I Dude, we absolutely gross. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a teaspoon and just just gnaw on it. <laughs> Stick it in your lip like chew and and just suck on it for a while. That's what you need to do. That'll get you your fix. <laughs> that is gross. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I think once we're done here tonight, if if the Walmart <coughs> near my house is still open, uh, I'm gonna have to run by and, and get because I I can't go without coffee. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to see you two weeks without coffee, man. So if I need to, I will drive down there and I will bring you my spare coffee maker. If I need to, I, I can do that. I mean, I'm you know, I'm, I mean, I'm here for you, man. I help my friends out. <laughs> That's right. Between the cheek and gums. That's the way to do it. Raw coffee between the cheek and gums. Just take the beans. Don't even ground them up. Just stick them suckers in there and just suck on them. You'll be fine. Just rub the grounds on your gums like cocaine. <laughs> yeah, but you snorted up your nose. You're, you're going to be in trouble. Coffee, you're you're go- oh, my God. Don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> no, but hear oh. me out. Would that not give me the effect much quicker? <laughs> what do you think, folks? This, you think ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, around? ladies and gentlemen. Let me bend your ear for a second. This is when you know you have a problem. <laughs> when you're attempting to snort something up your nose that you love so much because you need that fix, you have a problem. <laughs> I say that one for the best thing. Uh, so it's already starting. Dragon Buddy has said this chat convo is relevant since we are reviewing the book. Then, we're gonna get to the book. We swear. We promise. We will get there. It, we will get there. We might get there with ten minutes to spare, but we will get there. <laughs> if it's that bad, there may be a follow-up part two episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he says I used to love Coke, but didn't like it when the ice cubes went up my nose. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, uh, never tried that. <coughs> Dude, you... all for rubbing it on the gums. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nerf, Nerf Net said, I could probably read the book before you do. We've actually read it. We have read it. It's awesome. It's great. We're actually going to talk about it because... I have a part in there that I want to talk about that is actual justification for audiobooks. And I want to talk about that when we get yeah, to that part. I know what you're justific- about. I know what you're yeah, you know about. what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Well, there's actually two parts. There's probably two parts that I'm talking about. One of them you know about. The other one you probably, I don't know. You might. But it's definitely my justification. Reading this book on audiobook is my justification for audiobooks because it was there was such a great performance in it that I, I want to hit on. So we are going to get to that, people. We are going to get to that. So, Tina, do you – is this something that you know of by first-person perspective? Oh, how did we get to that? Um, oh, holy crap. How did we get like to that? Coffee, but no. 
No. I'm not I'm not going there. Uh coffee enemas. Tina, Tina. Please don't. Uh, we love you. Please don't. Hmm. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> It went from a coffee rant to coffee weird real fast. I myself <sighs> have never had the juiced up enema, but they are a thing. Okay. Okay. So Tina does not know this by first hand experience. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, as weird as it sounds, it's not that weird because everything is on the table these days. Everything. <laughs> so. In response, Spencer, yes, I am thinking about it, but I am thinking absolutely not. Uh, but see, here's the problem with that idea, Spencer. I would still have to brew the coffee, which I cannot do right now. If I could brew the coffee, I would just drink it like normal. Of, of all the things on the list of problems with that statement of coffee enemas, that's the one, that's the one we come up with. That's I mean, the problem. I mean, if we're gonna go there, <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, during Money. He says that it, it's 2024. If you're not putting weird things in strange places, are you even living? <sighs> That that I, that has never been a truer statement. I, I I can't I can't argue with that logic. At this point, I I'm you know 2023 was weird enough, and 2024 now that we're in that part of it, I'm waiting for just even weirder shit to come out. So I mean, now I, yeah. that we're past the pandemic, like you were saying, pretty much anything's on the table. Pretty much anything's on the table these days. So yeah, I, if anybody's shocked. By things that people say anymore, it's you're it's because you're not paying attention. Because it's yeah. <clears throat> so and so yeah, after uh what did we say it was four years since we started the show. Uh if by this time you think we're gonna stay on topic, you have not been watching the same show. <laughs> no, well, we've remended now. It's eventually we will get to the topic. But before, so there's all kinds of... Yeah. yeah. We always eventually get to the topic. But the, we, you, have to, you have to filter through the... You have to navigate through the nonsense first. Exactly. And we definitely have nonsense going on. So exactly. just, just yeah. throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like that, I said, is, that is an interesting quote. Uh, as the ER staff states, nothing ends up... Ends up... Ends butt. up your butt by accident. <laughs> Um, <sighs> well, Spencer asked for it. He's now waiting for the weird things in strange places episode. We could come up with something, I'm sure. I'm sure we could come up with something. Yeah. We could come up with something. <laughs> um, I mean, one of these episodes, we have to do an Ewok episode. If we can do a whole episode about Ewoks. We can do an episode about weird shit. I think we can. As long as the preparation is done. We can we can pull it off. We can pull it off. I know we can. I know we can do it. We made a promise. We're gonna do it. And we will. 
made a promise we got to do an Ewok episode. Yep. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a positive episode <laughs> toward the subject matter. I'll try to keep it positive. How's that? <laughs> yes, but it ain't going to happen. And we're not doing a Jar Jar episode. <sighs> I could talk to my girlfriend. She would love to do a Jar Jar episode because she I loves mean, Jar Jar. Tina, that is, that, that is kind of a weird thing in strange places. So I think that is relevant. Um, she once sprayed her armpits with hairspray uh, because the can was next to my deodorant. That's just an honest. That's that's an honest mistake. That's not weird. That's an honest mistake. <laughs> Speaking of Ewoks, the random caravan of courage reference in the book made me cheer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Good call, Brian. <clears throat> Good call, buddy. So what have you been up to this week, uh, Jay? uh i'm not in the freezer anymore which is good um now we're just in a wet swappy uh, uh um a sloppy swamp uh crawling around in the mud crawling in the mud at work and uh you know just push it forward man we're like i said we're not in the uh, we're not in the icebox anymore which is a great thing you know the only the thing i've always said about kansas in wintertime is it, is that you get all the downside of winter but you don't get any of the fun so so, how about you, buddy? How's things going with you on your end? No, it's going all right, other than not being able to have any coffee. Um, <laughs> been, been going all right. Um, not really a whole lot been going on this week. What, what has been going on? Um, hey, we got an announcement for Bad Batch, buddy. We did. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. We are going to talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, got a couple other topics we're going to we're going to kind of touch on. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, man, what, what else happened this week? It hasn't really, I, I mean, I went to the doctor today. That was not all that exciting. Um, that's good. If it was, if it was just oh, yeah. normal information, if it was normal information, that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's just, I, every, I have to go every, uh, every three weeks. To, or not three weeks, but every three months to uh, get my A1C checked. Um, and it's just trying to keep keep on top of the diabetes, that sort of thing. Um, Nothing wrong with that, man. I hope that everything goes good for you. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, I I I watch my um, you know I I take my sugar at home uh, fairly often, so it's not. Uh, it hasn't been out of whack for a while, so that's good. Um, I did go see a movie on uh, what day was that? I think it was Sunday. Um, there's a new theater that opened in town, so I wanted to go check it out. And uh, there wasn't really anything that I really wanted to see, or anything that I was like, "Yeah, I want to go see that again." So I, I looked at the listing and I was like, eh, I'll go see this movie. It's a movie. Um, it was called ISS. Hmm. It was just kind of mediocre. It was hmm. like, this is a sci-fi film. I'm like, okay. I mean, 
it was kind of sci-fi it was, it was like present day sci-fi type and uh i don't know it's i mean if you have to go see a movie i guess but i wouldn't recommend it it, it was kind of it was kind of boring i'm i'm still knee deep in my uh yearly first mm. of the year star wars marathon and we watched I subjugated my girlfriend to watching Obi-Wan Kenobi series all in one day. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, uh, the great thing about rewatches is, man, is that you always see things you didn't see before, or you notice things you didn't see before. And it seems like every time I watch that, it, it, it grows on me even more. And I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. And I, I enjoyed it even more this, this, uh, this time, this is like my third or fourth watch through. And watching it all in one one fell swoop, I I'm I, I don't care what the critics say, man. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of critics. I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it every time, and I enjoyed it even more this time. We watched it all in one day. We watched every episode. It was a great watch. Yeah, I and, mean that that does bring up a, a good point. You mentioned the critics. Like anytime the critics come out and pan something, or or somebody on on social media comes out and pans something and just talks about how bad something is and all that. So like, like you, I, I don't really follow that type of stuff. I, I don't really care what somebody else has to say about it. Cause uh, I don't know. I got, I got this real like dumb thing I do called thinking for myself and making my own opinions. Um, Dude, I got that too. I don't know. It's just like, I got, it's, it's weird. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, just because somebody else doesn't like something, they have no idea what your preferences are. Like, what type of things you like. So somebody, like, just totally bombs a movie, and so... You know, another thing is that that fits that like if they're talking about a movie, it puts you into uh like low expectations. It's like, man, everybody's mm-hmm. saying this movie sucks. And then you go in and like that movie was fucking great. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? Um Well, see, and thanks to, to thanks to thanks to things like social I, media. Thanks yeah. to things like social media, you get you had a couple critics before, or you had a paper full of critics in your local area that you could watch. But thanks to social media, everybody's got their freaking opinion about what what a movie is, or what a movie you know what it's about, or what it should be about, or you know everybody all of a sudden becomes an expert writer, or they're an expert film critic, or they're an expert on CGI, or they're an expert on special effects or practical effects. And I'm looking at them going, if you people were actual experts on any of the crap that you talk about. You would be in the movie industry. You would not be online talking about it, and in, especially in in the years of the sequels and the Disney era of Star Wars, it's more important now than ever for people to go out and formulate your own opinion. You know, yeah. it, go out and 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 watch the movie, see what you think about it, formulate your own opinion, and then go from there. If you didn't like it, then fine. If yeah. you liked it, then you're then fine. That's fine too. But formulate your own opinion. Don't allow people right. online to, to 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 dictate what you should or should not think about a show that you may or may not enjoy, that you think you may not like. Some people didn't like Rebel Moon. I didn't think it was the greatest. I, I didn't think it was like the best thing I've ever seen. 
but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was a neat little sci-fi, um, uh, a sci-fi show. Some people thought the storyline was stupid. Yeah, the storyline was a little, little lacking. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that, it's a valid argument. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, overall through the whole course of the show, I thought it was entertaining. So, if you didn't like it, that's fine. Yeah. If you didn't like the sequels, fine. If you don't like some of the stuff that Disney does for the for Star Wars, then fine. Yeah. But at least at least give it an honest chance through your own eyes to see it and not pay attention to what the you know all the noise online tells right, you you should right. think about. There's definitely a lot of noise on there. So Spencer, I want to respond to what you said here. I have actually found in in my from my perspective that the opposite is true. Spencer is saying that critics are typically more right than wrong, but there's definitely times where they're wrong. I have found the exact opposite. I have found that they're usually more wrong than they are right. And there are certain times when they are right. Let's take the Oscars as an example. So the, the Oscar are full of movies that I, I, from what I assume, critics thought were the greatest thing since sliced bread for that year. Now, having only seen two of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture this year, um, I could say, based on the two that I have seen, one of them, they are, I'll get to that too, uh, Spencer. Uh, one of the two, <laughs> I would agree, and should have been nominated for Best Picture. The other one that I've seen, I absolutely do not think has any business being in the list of nominations. Now, Spencer said the Oscars are a joke. I completely agree. I agree. I agree as well. And the only, I'll, I'll add one quick caveat to that because I know what you probably got another song that we need to get to. But I, yeah, we'll the only there. caveat, the only caveat that I will add to that, Spencer, is I will say this: it, it, it depends a lot on who you choose to listen to, as far as critics are concerned, too. Because if you listen to, say, Rotten Tomatoes or certain other websites, it, it can it can definitely sway one way or the other. Some of them times they can be very right, and other times they will be completely off on a different level. And so I guess it just kind of depends on the critics you listen to, too. So it can have a lot to do with it. That is true. That is yeah. true. I mean, there are certain, like, not professionals, but, like, people that I will say, what did you think of that to get an impression of? Because they know, they know what I like. They're, they got a pretty good idea of whether or not I would like something. And so I will go and ask them about something. But then there's other people that will just give me their opinion. I'm like, I don't give a shit what you think. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about Barbie, Spencer. Um, <laughs> not even going there. Yeah, I'm not going there. Um <clears throat> Mostly because I haven't seen the movie, so I cannot comment on it. I'm not going to, and I'm not going. I'm not going to go there on something that I have not seen. So, I have not seen it. I honestly have not. I like Margot Robbie. I have no problem with Margot Robbie. I have no problem with Ryan Gosling. 
so I cannot mm. comment. But I, I, so I have not seen the movie, so I'm not going to make any comments about it. I like Margot Robbie uh, for. Um, I like her as Harley Quinn. Yes. Yes. Um, 100%. I'm sure that she is good in other things, but the other things that I have seen her in, I have not enjoyed. Um, and I'm I'm not a fan of Ryan Gosling. I don't. I can't think of anything that he's been in that I've liked. My my girlfriend unfortunately subjugated me to the Notebook at one point, oh, and I I told her I would watch it. I told her I would watch it simply because she watched. She will watch Star Wars marathons with me without any kind of complaining or any kind of uh, resistance. So when she comes up and says, "Hey, can we watch this movie together?" I go, "Okay, I would be more than happy to watch it with you." So unfortunately, I had to watch. I had to watch the Notebook. So. I think it's fair. If she that, watches the entire. If she watches the entire catalog yeah. of Star Wars, and I watch one girly movie or quote unquote girly movie, and I, I think that's fair. I, I really do okay. think that's fair. See, I, I thought you were using that as as a, a defense of Ryan Gosling. I'm like, you're not. No, 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 no. Because because when me and my girlfriend first met, I'll give you a little background. When me and my first my girlfriend first met. I said, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And she goes, I've never seen Star Wars. And I said, you have to watch Star Wars. If we are going to be a couple and we're going to be together, you have to watch Star Wars. And she says, that's fine. You have to watch Twilight. Hmm. <laughs> so. <coughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> Brian? What the <clears throat> hell are you talking about? Jeez. Steve's really mad that Taylor Swift wasn't nominated for Beth. That no. was often left field. That was no. often left field, Brian. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Discord thing. Because for a while I had a I had a I had a ban on any Taylor Swift conversations. <laughs> um Oh goodness! Um, hold on, I need I need to look at the nominations again because they're saying that Godzilla was nominated. I do not see it was not nominated for Best Picture. Um, what was it nominated for? You're saying it was nominated, but for what? Uh, oh, it was it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Okay, Tina. Tina. <laughs> oh, look at Tina's comment. Oh, dear God. <sighs> wow. I I'm going to take your word for that. Tina, um, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, I'm going to take, take your word for that. I don't. I have lifted the band if, if you are interested. You are allowed to talk about Taylor on on the server, um, as long as there's not a as long as there's not a ban as long as there's not a ban on Shinedown, I'm fine with it. Oh, I don't care enough about them to to institute a ban. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm not trying to commit sacrilege on anybody, but for anybody that doesn't know me, Shinedown is my favorite band. So okay, very good. Just saying, just very throwing good. that out there. Just throwing that out there. So if you know anybody who's in Shinedown, you have free tickets, you know, you know, any kind of benefits, think of me. 
so out there if you're listening and you have uh any uh free uh <laughs> tickets or would like to uh discuss this further with jd <laughs> dragon buddy likes shutting down yes dragon buddy <laughs> i i couldn't i couldn't list i couldn't even name you one of their songs so i don't know um but yeah so you're going through you're, you're going through your star wars watch through um i i am actually currently going through my first watch through of uh star trek voyager oh nice uh, never watched it before um, i watched it i watched that actually originally when it came out yeah never never watched it um Yeah, it's actually the only Star Trek show that I, before recently, I had never seen a single episode of. Um, but yeah, so I started that recently, and I'm somewhere in season two. As long as you remember it was made in the 90s, you'll enjoy it. Oh, I can I can totally tell. Yeah, um, yeah they, so, they, that's a pretty good, pretty good series. Yeah, Rebel Rock Radio, where can you find us on the old social medias? Um, there's one link that you can go to to find us anywhere, and that is going to be rebelrockradio.com. That'll take you to all our socials. That will take you to our um, merchandise site if you want to buy some cool Rebel Rock Radio swag. Um, and where else will it take you? Oh, if you would like to leave a tip, if you enjoy the show and you would like to leave us a tip, uh, there's a link to that. We don't do the Patreon anymore. We, we just have a thing where if you want to give us a couple bucks, by all means, just go to that link. Um, and then what else is on there? Of course, all our, uh, uh, all our main Audio platforms are on there if you prefer to listen to us on the audio. Uh, so you like Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. But yeah, just go to rebelrockradio.com and it'll take you anywhere that you need to go. Oh, I know what I did this, this week. Friday, we, we played another uh, session of uh, D&D. For the uh, with the Red Five uh, Tavern group, uh, and of course, you, uh, when we do those on Fridays, um, it's almost every Friday. Uh, I don't play every Friday, but I did play this past Friday. Uh, but they uh, they live stream it, um, so you can watch us play as we're playing. And there's all usually some goofy things going on there. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go check that out, it's at youtube.com forward slash at the Red Five Tavern 468. And I'll have the uh, link to that in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And um, I don't think we are, pl- I don't think the group is playing this week. I don't think they're playing again until February 2nd. Um, <clears throat> I lost my spot. What was I talking about? Oh, I wanted to uh, <clears throat> wanted to give a shout out to some uh, some podcasts that uh, we enjoy. 
and uh, just good people, and and we like to watch their podcast and their and their uh, live stream and stuff like that. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with a few. Um, the Sidebar Cantina, that one runs on Monday nights, uh, usually around, I want to say around five o'clock. Yeah, they're on they're on Eastern time. Uh, so, yeah, Tina, can you help me out with that? When, what time do they start? Isn't it usually like five o'clock? Yeah, Sidebar Cantina, that's uh, Jason and uh, Dave, good folks. Uh, also, there is the ATSW, the Escape Pod. Um, that is our good friend Dragon Buddy, who is in the chat, along with Don and Brady. And um, that's a crazy show. You gotta if you if you if you if you like this show and it's kind of format, uh, <laughs> you're gonna love theirs because it's crazy. It's crazy. So sidebar is uh Tina just said it's 5 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> so that'd be 4 p.m. my time. Um and then um the escape pod is on Wednesdays. Um <laughs> yes, I, I agree, Dragon Money. He says it uh okay. nope, that's not what I'm trying to click on. Here we go. <laughs> we are ridiculous, but it works. And that is a good way to uh, describe that podcast. Uh, Tina says the escape pod is 7.05 Eastern on Wednesdays. So why the 05? I don't I don't know that one, but I don't get it. Do what you do, man. Um, and then uh, Thursday is a uh, podcast. Um, I think Dragon Buddy is also a co-host of this one, too. It's uh, Grave Reviews, um, and it's him and Alan. And they talk about old uh, horror and horror adjacent movies. So that's another good one. Um, and uh, let me think. I'm sure there's more that I want to talk about. There are a couple music podcasts that I'd like to mention. One of them is uh, called Punk Lotto Pod. And um, the kind of the theme of their show is they choose one year at random and select a punk hardcore emo or punk adjacent album from that year to discuss. Uh, that's a really fun one. Uh, one band, five songs put together by my buddy Dave is a podcast dedicated to examining the career of one musical artist through the lens of five of their classic songs. And uh, yeah, you can, you can find them on uh, that one. You can find on uh, Spotify only. That's a Spotify exclusive uh, punk lotto. You can find pretty much anywhere. And um, I'm sure I got more. Can't think of them right now. Can you think of any? What? Which ones would you like to shout out? Uh, this week I'm going to shout out uh, Streaming Star Wars Network with Pete Fletzer, Mr. Nick Melky, and Mr. Chris right. Ryans. Uh, they stream Thursday night for a live show. Uh, they, they switch from a Friday Force Connect to a Thursday night show that they do um check them out streaming star wars network great bunch of guys very positive very positive star wars content um they're 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 kind of like us they they're a little bit more structured <laughs> but they have some great subjects they kind of get off the rails and they they love to talk more, to people they love, they, more, they, i've seen the show yes they're, they might have 
they might have a little bit more structure than we do. I, I just, just, just a tiny bit more than we do. And by little, but, he means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I, I, I try to promote Star Wars, positive Star Wars content as much as possible, and some of these Star Wars, some of these positive Star Wars uh, podcasts and streams on YouTube and start streaming Star Wars Network is definitely one of those. Um, they are a good bunch of guys and, uh, they love Star Wars. They love to talk about everything Star Wars. So check them out and, uh, give them a like, give them a subscribe if you can. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Interact with them if you can. Very good. Very good. Um, oh, that makes sense. Dragon is talking about the, the 705 thing for Escape Pod. Live at 705. Okay. It rhymes. Good. Yep. Good. Yep. We're silly. That's that's us. That's that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. What is our man? What what is our uh, what is our tagline? I think I think it sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far far away and beyond. Yeah, maybe that needs to be updated. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's good though for now. It's always it's always an evolution. It is, yeah. You know what? I think uh, I think now's a good time to bust out another song. Amen. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Would somebody well, it is, this guy up? It is Rebel Rock Radio. I mean, you it know, is. there is the rock radio part of it. We gotta yeah, play a song. Yeah. I mean, we're 50 minutes into the podcast. I mean, we're 50 minutes into the show. We need to play another song. So now that you mentioned that, I just remembered another podcast uh, that that we can shout out is is my other podcast, which I do whenever I get around to it. Um, It's called uh, Radio Unfriendly, and that is a a, um, music, more music-centric podcast where that's the main focus of the show. I haven't done it, man. I don't even remember when the next time I did an episode was. It was, I think I've done one this year. Have I? Nope, haven't done one this year yet. Last time I did one was in December. I really need to get on that. Anyway, uh, so song. Here we go. Um, this one comes from Austin, Texas, and the name of the band is Both Battle. And they just released a single last month. Um, And that is what we're going to play. So the name of the song is Mammoth. So this is Both Battle with Mammoths.
That was Boss Battle with Mammoths. It's hard word to say. That was pretty good. Good stuff. What do you think of that one? If I'm honest, it was a little all over the place, but it was not bad. It was a little, you know, just kind of, kind of seemed like the rhythm and then the voice of it was a little all over the place for me. But it wasn't bad. It was, it was pretty decent. Yeah, I liked it. Alrighty, what else did we have? Oh, you know what? We've got to do our um, we got to do our picks of the week. Yes, sir. It's time for Rebel Rock Radio weekly picks. You want to go first? Sure. I am actually going to pick. I have a sort of a pick and an unboxing at the same time. Uh, as everybody knows, obviously, by looking at my room, and it obviously is constantly changing. I'm a collector. I collect Star Wars toys, collectibles, memorabilia, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I actually got a new thing in the mail. I was hoping to get my book in the mail this week, but I did not get it, so I was going to suggest it as a book. But actually, this week, what I got is I'm going to take this out of the box now. I just got this unboxed today. I got the new... Carson Teva helmet from Black Series to add to my helmet collection. And I'm sure you people have seen my, if you look at the past episodes, you've seen my helmet collection before. But this is the new Carson Teva helmet from Black Series. And my suggestion is, is that if you are into that kind of stuff and you even want to do some kind of cosplaying kind of things, these are great helmets. Black Series makes outstanding lightsabers and helmets for their their line and i'm very excited to add this to my collection so it's, it's a great piece so that is my suggestion for the week very cool oh I thought, that was it you i thought you had something else nope that was it no nope, i well i i had a book that was supposed to come in that i was going to suggest to everybody because um and as soon as it comes in i will it is in reference to the um, High Republic. As soon as I get that book, I will make a suggestion on it to everybody to check it out if you get a chance. And uh, But I, I'm waiting for that to come in so I can show everybody, kind of show everybody the, the pages and some of the pieces in it. And uh, as soon as that comes in, I will be sure to uh, suggest that to everybody. That is so weird because I just ordered a book that I was hoping I would have for tonight to... Um, reveal um also star wars related not high republic um but uh it's not here it's not gonna according to amazon it's not gonna get here till tomorrow so bomber um there are days i'm not gonna lie thank you db that is an awesome piece i love that piece i love the helmets they're great some of them i can't fit on my head some of them work just fine uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, if I, 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 now that I have the collection that I have, there are days where I wish that I had stuck to things like just helmets and lightsabers because those are my favorite things in my collection. Uh, but alas, I did not. So I have this to deal with. <laughs> um, I, I had thought that we might talk a bit about the Grammys, but I don't really think there's a whole lot 
worth saying about it. Do you know how long it's been since I've actually watched a Grammy show? I'm I can't even. Grammy, uh, Oscar. I meant, I meant Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, Oscars. Well, Oscars or the Grammys. Either one. Either one. The Oscars or the Grammys. It has been, I'll be honest with you, it has been years since I've actually sat down and watched the Grammys or an Oscar show mm. because I just. It's just, it just does not appeal to me anymore. No, I just, it, there's nothing about it that's good. The movies that they suggest that win awards, I look at them and I go, how the F did you come up with that? Yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. So anymore these days to me, it doesn't even, it doesn't even carry much clout or weight with me. I'm right. just kind of like, I you know what? Care. I should probably do my pick before we move on to something else. Yes, 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 yes. You probably should. Okay. Indeed. Indeed, sir. My own pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, so mine is a is a comic. Well, yeah, it's a comic book. It's a it's a trade paper. Well, this one's a hardcover. Uh, it's a collection of of a comic of several comic books put together. Uh, this one is Riddler Year One. Stupid lights getting in the way. Um, so. It is a prequel to the the Batman movie that that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, was that last year? No, that was that was twenty twenty two. It's a prequel, and it's it's you know the year up before you know the year before uh, the events of the movie uh, from the perspective of the Riddler. Um, and interestingly enough. The guy that played the Riddler in that movie wrote the book. I wrote the comic. So uh, interesting. It is, it is a very interesting book. Um, if you liked um, the um, the Batman movie and liked the character of the Riddler, uh, I would definitely uh, suggest that you uh, that you check it out. Um, that, that's, it's interesting. It's interesting too because it kind of goes along with our topic, because certain point of view is written from the perspective of other people who witnessed the events of Return of the Jedi. So this is like a prequel to him, and he's reading it from his perspective. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very very cool. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very good, uh, very good um, book. And I, I definitely suggest that you, you check that one out. Um, there was something else I was going to talk about. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, I, I we, uh, I was saying that uh, probably nothing that we really have to say about the Oscars, uh, but uh, there was something that we we got uh, a couple days ago um, that that I think is worth talking about. And let me just. Pull up a little image here to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here. We got trailer for Bad Batch season three. Mm-hmm. An uh, official announced date. And an official announced date. So we're gonna get it on February 21st. Um so I I'm assuming you've watched the trailer. Yes, I have. Okay, good. Um no, I've wa okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have watched the trailer. Uh, I think Asajj Ventress is a very interesting character. I'm 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 speaking specifically on her because obviously she was the 
the uh, reveal that everybody was talking. I mean, that's been the big the big turning point or the big talking point about the trailer. Now, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll 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 be honest with you. I have not read Dark Disciple. Now, it is part of my collection. I have not read in Dark. I have not read Dark Disciple, but I know something a little bit about the events mm-hmm. because I've read I've read somewhat of a of a summary about the events. And from what I understand about it, if you have not heard, supposedly she's supposed to be deceased by this time. Spoiler so there, but spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. My bad. Mm. It's part of our off the part of our off the rail conversations. If you don't expect it by now, then just yeah. So, um, but from what I understand, the information that they've given out is, is that they are not going to retcon Dark Disciple in any way. So it'll be interesting to see how she plays into the new season of Bad Batch. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was something I was gonna gonna bring up. Like, so she shows up and. Uh, yeah, she shows up, and that that was cool. I was like, "Oh man, that's gonna be awesome." Um, but yeah, uh, I I have not read uh, Dark Disciple either. Um, it's on my list. Um, but yeah, um, how yeah, how's that gonna? How are they gonna do that? Because <laughs> yeah, she's she's dead. Uh, but as we know uh, in Star Wars, nothing ever really dies. Um, except maybe and that's of- and that's the thing about it is not reading Dark Disciple. The manner of her death, we I I don't know. I, I honestly I can't I can't I can't answer that. I can't answer how she died, the manner of which she died. So is it one of those things where it was a mysterious death and it was kind of one of those cliffhangers of did she really die or or was it one of those things where her death was staged or blah, 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 blah. Nobody really knows. Or I, well, people probably know, but I don't. And I, I admit that freely. I don't know that for certain. So it may be one of those situations where I'm going to have to watch the show or I'm going to have to try to squeeze in the novel before the show airs so that way maybe i can see it which means which means you know i mean just to kind of get some context just to kind of see what's you know what what really is going on there yeah so okay so i'm gonna look at our i'm gonna look at our schedule here coming up in the next few weeks um so the show comes out on the 21st um Just thinking. Give me a second. Yeah, you know, we actually don't have anything scheduled for uh, the weeks leading up to that. Um, the reason I'm even thinking about because we've got some other reading material that we need to dive through. Like you, you've got some books that you've never read mm-hmm. and need to. And you can say it. Say it. Go ahead. Say yeah. it. You've given me homework. I've given you homework. But <laughs> to be fair, I have to reread them because it's been a long time since I've read them. I know. <laughs> uh, and as you're going to see, if we ever get to the book discussion, um, I have a very bad memory. Um, I just read that thing in December. And yeah, you're going to find out. It's it's going to be ugly. Um, point being... 
do I think I can read that book before the 21st? And I, I'm talking about Dark Disciple. Well, uh, and, and we, and we also have to think it. about, and we also have to think about too, will, you know, will she show up in the first episode? Will she show up in later episodes? Mm-hmm. When, when will she actually show up? Is and, you know, we can, a flashback. yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's how they integrate her into the story is going to be interesting. And, you know, and, and it's not, it's not something that I would not consider is that we could actually watch each episode and then give our, our personal thoughts on it as part of the show. And, um, you know, if we get the book read before that, when it actually comes up, then we can look at it and go, hey, this is what we know about it. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to, I might have to postpone my other, my other homework though. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, that's, it's not like we're on a timetable to get those episodes out. Uh, although we do need to figure out what we're going to talk about for the next three weeks. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, We'll get there. We'll get there. Does it really matter? I mean, we're, you know, an hour and ten minutes into the show. We haven't even touched the main topic yet. <laughs> we we need to get there. Do we need a main topic, really? No. We, no, we, we need, we, we need we to get there. get there. We will get there. We're almost there. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're almost done with... with and know. just a side note for a minute, people, please forgive me. I have still not, my girlfriend has been sick last week and I have still not gotten over my cough and she keeps getting sicknesses come back and I catch what she gets. So unfortunately I have a little bit of a cough right now. So please excuse my cough. Um, yeah, so I'll go, I, I can go into that stuff as we go along, but so please forgive me. I am coughing a little bit. My, my bad. Hope you get better. Um, <laughs> me too. Oh, you know what? Those books that I unboxed last week. There were two specifically that I was very excited for, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, one, I, I completely forgot. One was the Heroes of, of Rogue One. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one was the uh, it was mostly about Boba Fett, but it was talked about some other uh Oh, hell, what was the name of that book? Hang on. Boba Fett and something. Boba Fett and the Book of Vespas. Uh, and other characters in the underworld. Uh, it was mostly Boba Fett. But, yes. So, if you remember from last week, I was really excited when I unboxed those. I found out I got those. Um, I should not have had such high expectations. Um because there really wasn't any information in those books that I didn't already know, especially for the Rogue One. And most of the stuff I was like, yeah, I already know all this. Uh, now, if you have never read Catalyst or Rebel Rising, the book would not be as, I don't want to say boring, because they weren't really boring. They're just, it was just like, yeah, I already know all this. Um, it just wasn't all that exciting. It was just like, okay, I already know all this. But if you if you've not read those books, you're gonna find some of the information interesting. Go, oh, I didn't know that. Um, so what so so are you saying that I could get the information that I need out of Catalyst and Rebel Rising if I just read the read the book? Is no. 
No, you cannot. I still have um, homework. I still have homework. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, lost my train of thought. Uh, th there was one thing. There was a section in Heroes of Rogue One about Andor, uh, and it it made me, while I was reading, I'm like, mm, yeah, they wrote this before the Andor TV show came out because, like, this book is not canon. <laughs> when it comes to Andor, it was like, like all the other information was accurate, but the stuff about Andor, I'm like, mm, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so, well, and you know, honestly, honestly, when they kill off main characters like that, like, like, I my my hot take on the prequels was is that I think Darth Maul should have survived throughout the entire all three, all three movies and should have been the protagonist in all three movies, and and Palpatine should have been behind him the whole time. And then the fact that they killed off like one of the coolest characters in Star Wars, like right at the beginning, I was so disappointed in that that was one of the most disappointing things in my opinion about the prequels. Darth Maul was just an awesome character. He was a badass, and the fact that they killed him off right away, I'm like, oh my god! But then again, I think the same thing about Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn is one of my one of my top favorite characters in the entire saga. Just because of what he represented and who he was. Mm -hmm. And then he got killed off in the first part, and then they killed off Darth Maul. It's like, I, why do you make a movie and kill off the two best characters in the yeah. in the entire saga in the first movie? It's like, I, oh I do really I do think it was kind of lame that that they built up this Darth Maul character and then kill him in the first movie. Like, yeah. It yeah. was just it was just when I saw the trailer and he ignited that double bladed red lightsaber, I went, Oh my god. I freaked out. And I went, and then they killed him off. And I went, really? Did, were you not planning this ahead? Were you not thinking ahead of this? <laughs> Whatever. Um, before we this is why they don't. Oh, go ahead. This is why they don't hire me to write movies. It's just this is the way it is. I'm telling. No, they they need to hire me because I'm I'm telling you that that movie idea that I have is gonna make bank if they would just make it. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, no, which one? No. See, so my idea is that instead of doing a uh, array trilogy, what we need is a Babu Frick, Hondo Anaka buddy cop movie. <laughs> I I would I would actually pay to see that. <laughs> that would be. That See? would be comical. <laughs> now, okay, and, and okay, Tina, hear me that. out. Hear me out. Throw Jar Jar in there, and I think you would have the three amigos of Star Wars. I, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. I would go, but that would, see, here's the thing, though. Um, that would that would kind of blow the idea for the for the awesome. Yeah, the the, the title that that it was either Tina or what was it? Dragon Buddy that came up with it. It was one of them. The name of the movie would be Frickin' Hondo. <laughs> Frickin' Hondo. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can still Don't put Jar Jar in there. Just call it Frickin' Hondo. All right. You can, still put, you can still put Jar Jar in there. He would just be like the the uh, the pinata of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was Dragon Buddy that came up with the name. So I'll no. let him in on some of the... Uh, some of the, the cash that I make from, from writing this 
this movie, which if they uh, don't at least at least if they don't at least give you a slot in what if Star Wars yeah, edition, yeah, I I, I I I don't know where they're going with this whole thing. There, there you go, Dragon Buddy. We've we've got it. Add Jar Jar and John Williams does the score. Yes, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, make money. Money. Bank, bank, the, bank. The, the story would be very well connected because it's me writing it, but um. <laughs> Anyway, so, so okay. it, go ahead. No. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> before before we get to the next song, next and final song, I did want to um, just give you want to call it a shout out or a a in memory of. Um, she's not in the chat with us tonight, but um, she is very active on our Discord. Uh, Dina. Um, her uh, one of her kitties uh, passed away suddenly today. Uh, cat's name was Baby. Um, she just she came home from work and just for whatever reason the the cat was gone. Um, she wasn't sick, just it happened, and it's very very sad. So. Uh, my thoughts go out to Dina and and uh, their family in the passing of baby. Our our I have I have cats, horses, dogs. I've had cows. I've had all manner of animals before, and I always treat them and always respect them as family members. And when you lose yep. one of them, it's such a sad event. So, Dina, our our thoughts, our prayers, our heart goes out to you and the loss of one of your family members. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember when uh, our cat, uh, the only time we have ever had one cat time was Murphy because he didn't like other cats, like just hated other cats. Um, and yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago and that was, that was, that hit us pretty hard. Um, but now we have five. So that that's right. That's right. Tina animals are family. Um and if you do not think that pets are family, you probably should not own a pet. I, um, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I, I love agree, my horses. Buddy. Look at there. Uh-huh. I love animals more than people. <laughs> I agree. I love my I love my horses more than I do people. I, I sometimes I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. My horses yeah. have always been my best friends and my buddies. So yeah. Heart goes out to you, Dana. Yes, ma'am. All right, we've got one final song to play. Um, this one comes from. Oh crap! I did not write down where this band is from. Um, stand by. It's a glitch, but it's normal. Please don't be. Uh... If, if I was prepared, it wouldn't be Rebel Rock Radio. Um, <laughs> Hmm. If you if you come to this show expecting preparedness and function and <laughs> you're Not you're at the happen. wrong place. You're at the wrong um, place. Oh, okay. So the reason I didn't write it down, I just realized, uh, is because they are from various locations. Um it's not like this band is not based out of one area it's members from different places uh the name of the band is ghost work and um they have an album coming out 
in March, March 8th, uh, called Light a Candle for the Lonely. Uh, it's coming out via Spartan Records. And I believe this is the first single from the album that's been released, so we're going to play it. So here is Ghost Work with Godspeed on the Trail.
Godspeed on the Trail by Ghost Work. That was a good one. I like that, that one. Good. It had a kind of an indie 90s, I don't know, almost Echo and the Bunnyman kind of feel. Yeah, I liked it. Liked good it. stuff. I liked it. So go check that out. They got an album coming out on March 8th. Um, all right. We're almost a, an hour and a half into the show. Now we can start talking about the book we were going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so we honestly do have a topic. We are going to talk about a book. We do. So uh, a little backstory here. Um, didn't, didn't we both start reading this about the same time? We did. Okay. So I was listening to the audiobook, mm-hmm. and uh, I do not have a manual labor job. Um, so I was uh, pretty much just sitting at work listening to that while I worked. Uh, so I got through it much quicker um, because, you know, you did. You just really didn't have a whole lot of time to. You don't have the kind of time that I do to sit and just listen to audiobooks. So uh, background on so background on me, who people who don't know, I work for the energy company in my local area. I'm a foreman for a line crew, and during the day I work anywhere from eight hours to up to twenty-four hours a day. And with the recent ice box that we've been dealing with, I haven't I didn't have a whole lot of time to do that stuff. So I try to listen to it when I'm traveling from job to job, when I'm traveling from outage to outage. And so it took me a little bit more time to read it. So I finished it. I finished it a little later than you did. So it's a little fresher in my mind as opposed to you. That was the point I was getting at. The the point being that uh, it's a lot fresher in your mind than it is for me. Yes. And uh, everybody knows how great my memory is. So uh, without further ado, (laughs) we are going to talk about Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. Um, now I actually had this book on pre-order, uh, as soon as it was announced. So I had it pretty much the day it came out, uh, but it took me forever to get around to reading the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had the book, like the physical book and I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. And then I ended up just listening to the audio book. Um, now. For those of you watching and are listening, I had intended to do a, a quick skim through of some of the chapters that I wanted to discuss, uh, but I didn't get around to it. So, um, where do you want to start with this thing? First thing I will say is that here's a little background uh, uh, of something uh, of that people may not know about me. I actually quote-unquote, read all of the Harry Potter books, and I read them all on audiobook, with the exception of the last book. And I caught a little bit of crap, because I give me and my girlfriend go back and forth about the Harry Potter books. She read them, and so did my daughter, but I read them on audiobook because of my busy schedule. And this book, to me, is a justification for anybody who thinks that audiobooks is something that you might be interested in to get a little bit more reading, to get a little bit more information about books that you read. This is definitely, for me, this is a justification for it because some of the audio performances in this that we'll get into here in a little bit were outstanding. 
outstanding performances, audio, audio performances. And I'll speak yeah. about one in particular. And you really get the idea of there's two in particular I think we're going to talk about. One of them is just funny, hilarious. It's great entertainment. And one of them is, is just a great performance by a guy who everybody, if you know anything about Star Wars, if you know about people who love Star Wars, if you know about people who play Star Wars characters, this guy, he is one of the guys that not only does he love to play Star Wars characters, but he is a Star Wars nerd. And I'm speaking specifically about Sam Witwer. He is an outstanding guy. He is a Star Wars nerd. He loves Star Wars. He's all about Star Wars. And he's one of those people, in my opinion, that he kind of sits in the background of those people who, in the Disney era, he not only cares about Star Wars, but he loves it so much that he puts his he puts everything he has into it. And if you've been to a Star Wars celebration, including the last one, you can see how much he puts into it and how much how great of an actor and how much of a voice uh, in star Wars he is. And he was a part of this book. And that is my justification for audiobooks. If you get a chance to read this audiobook, you have to read the chapter that he's included in. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about as far as the, uh, well, shit, let's just jump into it. Um, yeah. The one that you're referring to that, that, uh, I really don't think the story would have the same impact to me if I had just read it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the one I'm specifically referring to is uh, My Mouth Never Closes by Charlie <laughs> Jane Anders. And that was just pure entertainment. That I'm was, sorry, it was that was pure entertainment. There, the, the thing I love about this book, and this is something in the overall review of the book, the great thing about the book is, is, that, is that you get to see some of your favorite Star Wars movies from different perspectives of characters mm -hmm. who are in the movie or who are part of it that you would never think would have a perspective on the events of Return of the Jedi. And right. for those people who don't know, uh, they wrote one on Empire Strikes Back. Now, I have not read that yet, and it's on my list. I've got a huge freaking list of books that I need to read. Yeah. Um, but Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view is also a thing. But this being my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, spoiler alert, um, it, it, it offers perspectives of things that you would never think of. And one of the cool things is, is that you get to see the perspective of not only the Sarlacc, but you get to see the perspective of Salacious Crumb. Mm. You get to hear things from his perspective impromptu book idea from a certain point of view rogue one and you have a story from the perspective of two tubes <laughs> okay i digress I, I after after i read this book I, I i hope that they continue this i hope they continue yeah. this where they bring up they bring up perspectives of people from, from outside looking in and see these things. Because if you get a chance to read the book, and I don't want to spoil every chapter of the book, because you really yeah. do need to sit down and read it. If you are a lover of the original trilogy, uh, like I said, Empire Strikes, Back, or, uh, um, Empire Strikes Back, I've heard from people who've read it who said it is an outstanding book. It is an outstanding look behind, uh, you know, from, from different perspectives of the movie. And then this one, if it's anything like this one, I, I highly recommend it because it is, it is a great read. It is a great look into some of the 
people that are involved and and the people that see the events from a different point from from a different yeah. point of view. Yeah. And yeah, the one you're talking about, man, the Starlight. <laughs> oh my god. I will never be able to watch this movie again without thinking about this book. I can't do it. There's no way. I am forever going to see the Sarlacc on a surfboard. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Keanu Reeves or Alex Winter as Bill and Ted doing the voice of the Sarlacc. Oh, my God. Oh, is that ever... Oh. And and really, who who would just a minor spoiler here if you haven't read the book? Who would have thought that the Sarlacc was a vegetarian? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about him being a vegetarian. I'm talking about him. Who would have thought of the of the Sarlacc as a surfer guy? Fair, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. who, who no, would I, ever I thought it? I yeah, do no. not think of Jimmy no. Buffett beach bums, Jimmy Buffett beach bums, and 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 pineapple drinks, and the Sarlacc in the same sentence. Got some. Uh, see now, now, now I'm I'm thinking the audiobook would have would have done very well to have some Jimmy Buffett playing in the background. Oh my God! <laughs> if they'd have been playing Margaritaville. When he was saying, please stop putting things in my mouth, dude. Can you, I mean, that's like a Saturday Night Live episode, dude. That's just, it's, it's freaking weird. I, I gotta say that of the whole book, that that's my favorite chapter. <sighs> the entertainment value. <laughs> I had quite a few that were my favorites and my honorable mentions. And the definitely the Sarlacc chapter was was right up there. I mean, it was and just because just because just because of the comedic value in thinking of the I yeah I never yeah, knew yeah. I wanted to be yeah, I never knew I wanted to be I never knew I wanted to be in Salacious Crumb's head. But when I'm in the Sarlacc's head and I'm thinking about beaches and surfing and dude don't do that man that's not cool <laughs> exactly uh oh. that does bring up another another really good one um and that is the the one that's uh i mean what's the name of them uh everyone's a critic uh that one's about uh salacious crumb yeah uh that one that one was a good one too um, I yeah. think, uh, I, I think somebody in the chat mentioned, mentioned that one. It was, uh, yeah. Dragon buddy said that that one was great. He, he really liked that one. Um, yeah, that one, that one was really good. Um, just the like cool part said, of it, like, the... these, like these perspectives of characters that you would never think would have a voice. Yeah. And like, like if you go into the episode or if you go into the chapter, they talk about the uh, rancor keeper. And some of the things that we he went through, that was mm -hmm. so heartbreaking. And then you see, yeah. I mean, you're you're when you're watching the movie originally, 1983, which I did, and I'm sure you did. Mm -hmm. You you look at that and you go, you see him cry over the rancor, and you go, ah, eh, whatever. But then you read this book and you think about what happened to him and his history and his background, and then you go, okay, now I feel like crap because this happened to him, and I cheered on the fact that they killed the rancor. 
And then you watch like Book of Boba Fett and you see what happened with him and there was a trainer and what he had to go and you know and the, and some of the interactions there with the Rancor. You're kind of like I saw this beast in 1983 and I was like just kill the damn thing. And now you kind of look at it and you go, "Oh my god, I feel I feel terrible. I feel terrible about the whole thing." And that's that's what I think is the greatest part of these of these books is that you you see things and some of the latest Star Wars information, kind of like Andor and some of these other episodes that they've been coming out with, you don't just get a plain Jane, black and white, good versus evil perspective. You actually see the background of these people, and you see what they went through, the families that they have, the things that they experience. And this book kind of touches on that because you really get to see you know, you don't just see Ula and what happens to Ula. You see Ula's friend, and you see what happens to Ula's friend and the experience that she has after seeing her friend Ula die. And it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, you just, you just, all of a sudden, you become more invested in those characters. And I, I, yeah. And like I said, for me, the audio book kind of brings it into perspective. And that's yeah. because of, the voice performances, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, the voice performances are really good. Um, yeah. So an another one that that I was one of my favorites, and it was mostly uh, just because it was a story about my favorite Star Wars character, um, and that would be Reputation by Tara Sim, uh, and that's a little short story about Boba Fett. Um. That's an interesting point, Dragon Buddy. Uh, he says this book is almost an allegory of life and the people in it. Everyone has an important, complex life, as does everyone else. Uh, yeah, you may, may not be a Jedi, but your life is still important. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's, and that's a very good take. That's, that's a, and that actually presses on another point that I've had with uh, arguments with other people in, in, in present day with uh, what Disney or like with some of the new Star Wars content is that, is that, you know, back in the 80s and 90s of watching movies, we always looked at, you know, there was always a clear definition of who was good and who was bad. There was always a clear definition of, of, of right and wrong. And today we crave storylines that actually express where those lines aren't always defined, where those, um, you know, the light and dark isn't always, it always isn't always as, um, as obvious as we'd like to think it is. And that's what I think kind of some of these stories are really coming out with is that you see that it's not always black and white. It's not always one way or the other, like Andor and there, you're seeing that these, these Imperial officers have families and they have kids and they have wives and they have, you know, or they have husbands and they have lives that they live and they have ambitions and they do different things. And I think that's great. It's adding so much depth to these characters. And this story, this book adds depth to return of the Jedi between the stories about the Ewoks and some of their background and some of the things that they experienced to Boba Fett, to the Imperial officers, to including Imperial officers that are even in the sequels that you don't even notice it. You go, oh my God, I can't even, I, I didn't even think about it. That's actually, you know, a, a character from the sequel trilogy. And you're going, that actually adds some background, it adds some depth to these characters. And it's such a great thing that they're adding so much content 
to these characters and they're bringing them to the forefront and saying, you know, these people in the background and how not just the Jedi versus the Sith or the Empire versus the Rebellion. It's about how it affects people that you wouldn't even think or you wouldn't even consider that it's a problem for or it's a it's a it's an issue for and it brings that to the forefront. And I love that about the book. The certain point of view you get to see from their point of view. And it's such a great thing. Absolutely. And I mean so you know there obviously there were there were three of these now, you know this being the third one. Um so it would it, it would definitely be a good idea and suggestion to read the other two uh if you haven't read those those are those are really good as well um but yeah these books are just uh, i mean it's more star wars content which is always a good thing um and you know we're getting we're getting more star wars stories in the timeline that uh you know the 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 older ones here uh are very close to uh having grown up with with that with the original trilogy um so you're getting basically you know you're getting that story but from another perspective i mean where else are you going to get get stories from people like Salacious Crumb and the Sarlacc and uh, and the Ewoks? Yes, there are Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we even get a story from the perspective of the torture droid in uh, Jabba's palace. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, a story for uh, about Max Rebo. Um, you get is, you get you get cool stories about yeah. a wing pilots in this. And one yeah. of my one of my one of my chapters that I wanted to wanted to kind of talk about. Uh, one of my favorite told stories that kind of uh, it was kind of a how um, do I don't want to say this? It's kind of one that kind of when I when I heard it, I, it kind of touched me the most. Was the last flight is a specific chapter. It was such a great chapter. It was such a great, um, such a great story to tell, and the emotions of the two characters and what they went through throughout their story uh, when oh, they were talking you, about. I it. You were talking about a different one. Never mind. Then. <laughs> no, no, no. It okay. was the, the the last flight. Kind of give you a little bit of spoiler. It's you about did. two people that were part of the empire. One of them separates, goes to the rebellion, rebellion, and one of them stays with the empire. But later, the one that stays with the empire realizes what's going on and she separates to the to the empire and then or she separates as a spy for the rebellion while still being in the empire and i don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil how it ends but when you hear how it ends and how everything transpires in that story it's such a great story it is an awesome story it is a really good one so let me ask and this is this is kind of off topic but have you read the book lost stars i have not yet it's on my list. It's on my list. It's on my list. Yeah. No, and 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 that's that's the great thing about it is is that you get to see things in this book that you wouldn't you 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 see these background characters, especially like for me being it being my favorite movie of the trilogy or mm-hmm. of the saga. You get to see these people and you think of when I see these characters originally, you go 
I, I, you know, I didn't even, I don't even know about them, but you actually get to hear background stories about Max Rebo and the band and the people that are in it. You get to hear background stories about some of the troopers and the people that you see. You get to hear some of the background stories of the people that was in Jabba's palace. You get to hear stories about the rebellion and you get to hear the main character stories, but you get to hear them and see about them through somebody else's eyes and through somebody else's ideas of what's going on. And it's so great because it gives it a different, it gives it a whole new avenue to look at. And and that's such a great thing. And that's what I love about the content that they're giving us is that you, 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 you've seen that movie. If you've seen that movie, you've seen it one way and then you read something like this and then you see it from a whole nother perspective. And, sure. and it just, it's so great because then you watch the movie again and you go, I, I, I've heard that person's backstory. I've seen what they went through. I know about that character. And it gives Sarlacc. (laughs) Yeah, stop putting things in my mouth. Dude, I don't like it, man. I'm a I don't like these things. I just want to sleep, dude. Yeah. No, if you don't uh, you mentioned if you don't I I thought you were gonna you were gonna you were talking about uh, gonna talk about the buy-in. Uh, which is the story of uh, Nora Wexley. Yeah. Who, uh, if if you aren't familiar, uh, Nora Wexley is actually the mother of a character that we see later in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, he, she's the mother of Snap Wexley. Yep. Uh, who is played by oh, what is that guy's name? He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, let me find it here. He's Greg, a, he's actually Greg Yeah, he's another one of those guys that he not only is an actor in Star Wars, but he is a Star Wars nude. Cause kind of like the guy that plays Carson Teva. If you yeah. have not, if you have not looked up his background, if you've not seen interviews with him, he is one of those guys that he not only is a a an actor in the movies, but he is one of those people who has been uh, actively, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the Star Wars nerds, one of the many, you know, one of one of us. He's yeah. one of us who actually got the opportunity to be in a Star Wars movie, which I I'm I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy yeah. for him that I got to do, and I love his character. He's great. I love Snap Wexley's character. Yeah. I was so sad when I saw him, you know, his unfortunate demise in yeah. in the Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Uh, but he, you know, he's one of those guys that he just died a hero, and I'm See, I'm so glad to have him as part of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, now his his character, I, I felt a little bit, I don't want to say attached, but for lack of a better term, kind of attached because he was a he was a focal. Is that the word? He he was a focal character in the aftermath trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. takes place before the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like to you know finally see him in the sequel trilogy, and then and then like you said, you know it was a little bit more impact when he bites it. Uh, but that's that's the cool thing. It's like the final flight when you yeah. you hear about yeah. these characters, you hear what they went through, you hear about their relationships, you hear about the people in their lives that meant the most important, and then you hear. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but when you see the conclusion of the chapter, you will understand that it's such an imp- it's so impactful. It's so impactful about how about what happens to these people and their stories 
and these people that you think are are just sideline and not so much you know mainline characters and then you see how it affects them it reminds me that these stories actually are not just black and white it's about you know it 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 it, it uh extenuates the human condition a uh, human condition you know you and, and it's <laughs> You know, it, 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 but it, but it brings to light. I mean, it's 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 something that I can take to my my normal life and go, hey, you know, I see that in my life, and how can I reply that? And this this hero or this character or this person experienced the same thing. Could I apply it to my own life, and how can I how can I make it work for me? And which is something I did with the original trilogy when I was a kid. You know, can I be that Jedi Knight? Can I be that? force for good can i be that part of the rebellion that stands against evil and even more now as an adult with a more with the more adult themes and the more uh uh intelligent themes that they have going on it's like how do i apply that now even in my life that i have now it just it's like it's it's so cool to see that and to escape to escape into that world from their perspective into something that i've loved so much since i was a child it, it makes that experience even more enriched. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what what are some of your other uh, what are some of your other favorite chapters in here? Okay, so I'll I'll go into my justification for audiobooks. If okay. you get a chance, and let me let me look up the chapter real quick. Uh, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, the there's a chapter called "Then Falls Sidious," and I I won't tell you what the chapter is about, but I will tell you that Sam Witwer, who if you don't know, he is the voice of Darth Maul from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He actually reads that chapter as Darth Sidious himself, and if you read the book through your own voice in your head that's one thing but if you read if you listen to the audiobook with his performance as palpatine in that chapter it is wah, chef's yeah. kiss it is outstanding and like i said this is my justification for audiobook is to hear that chapter and to hear his performance as palpatine and to him to go into that and the things that he says and the things that he goes through in that chapter it is it is an outstanding chapter. It is it is up there with my most favorite in in the book. It is great. And listening to it on audiobook, if you get a chance, you know, if you like reading books, read the book, but then go through and read his version of it in the audiobook after you read it. And I think you will be amazed. I think you'll be absolutely amazed at his performance as Palpatine in the book or in the audiobook. Yeah, that was a, that was a really good one. That was a really yeah. good one. And Sam Witwer, uh, yeah, yeah, it's perfect, perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's he's a great great voice actor. He's done a lot of stuff. For those of you who don't know, for Star Wars, he's not only is he the voice of Darth Maul, but he is also he was the live action character and the voice for Star Wars 
uh, uh, Force Unleashed, the video game, mm-hmm. and he played the voice actor. He was the uh, the actor. Or they they used his likeness in the game. He has been a star part of Star Wars for a very long time. He does great voice acting. He's an outstanding. He does outstanding work on that inlet level, and he's he's uh, I loved his performances. And then when he did Palpatine, because I thought he only did Darth Maul, and then the uh, and then the Force Unleashed video game, but he actually does Palpatine as well, and it is an outstanding outstanding performance. I think it's great. Yeah, Sam is a is a really good voice actor. Yes, he does a really good job. Yeah. Um, Thinking uh, kind of somewhat goes hand to hand with that uh, chapter uh, is the one about the Red Guard. Mm-hmm. That one was kind of cool. That uh, one was good to, too. Just to kind of like get a perspective, another one of those perspectives you never thought that you would get. Um, I mean, there's, well, there's, if, you know, if you want to learn about the Crimson Guards, uh, it's not canon, uh, but Crimson Empire is, is a good one to check out. Mm-hmm. But you, you, if you think about it, if you go back and you watch the movie, how much time do we actually get with the Red Guard? We don't get that much. We see him at the beginning yeah. of, of Return of the Jedi. We see him at the end when he dismisses them. But you don't actually get an interaction with him. And this book allows you to get a, a perspective from them and to see what they did and to see how they felt about it. And, you know, two different guys that have different ideas about what their job is as the red guard. And you, you get to experience that. And it's something that in the movies you would never think about because you just see them. They're real stiff and they just move and that's all they do. But you actually get an idea about them when you read these chapters. And it's, I think it's great. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, any others off the top of your head that you that you really liked? I I know that there's people out there that don't. Uh, some people may not think about it, or they may not appreciate it, but I like the fact that when the prequels came out, there were people that were obviously critics about the about the prequels. There's people that didn't mm-hmm. like it. There's people that didn't appreciate it. And for anybody who doesn't know Star Wars history, you're kidding yourself if you don't know the fact that the prequels, when they came out, they weren't always well-received by some of the fans, as is the sequels now. But what I appreciated about it was that not only did the prequel, when the prequels came out, they also tried to expand the information by going to medium like the Clone Wars, for instance, the the, the, uh, animated Clone Wars. And they are slowly trying to incorporate things from the sequels into uh, a lot of the new material that's coming out. And for, if you've got a chance to read the book or you get a chance to read the book, there's a character in the book that is in the sequel trilogy. So you're getting more background characters. You're getting more of those people that are put into place. And I think that's a great thing. I think that expanding on the information from the sequels and putting more of that into canon through other medium will help seal some of the, and help bring to light some of the things that, uh, you know, kind of, kind of some of the mistakes that they made with the sequels. Cause even though I like the sequels, I do admit that I do admit I'm the first person to say, yes, there were some mistakes made, 
But I think that if they do something Clone Wars style, where they continue to add information into it, I think we'll get a lot of those gaps filled in, and it'll make more sense. Now, maybe not for the average moviegoer, but for all those of us who talk about Star Wars every week and who live and eat and breathe, live and eat and breathe Star Wars, um, any information that expands on the story is good information, Yeah, in my opinion. That's, that's my opinion. That's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. So what other, what other chapters? What, what, what other chapters do you like? I mean, what other chapters were you thinking? Um, so the, <clears throat> the Obi-Wan Kenobi one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. man, that one was just titled from a certain point of view. Um, Oh man, there was another one. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I definitely think in this book, I'll give you, oh, I'll give you a little brotherhood. Yes. Uh, yeah, that one was good. Uh, from the perspective of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was actually that was good because um, I've always been a Sebastian Shaw fan, but hearing it from his perspective in that. That was pretty cool. I like that. That was that was neat because it kind of gave a background of what what happened to him after the you know after his passing, after yeah. he passed and he passed into the force. Yeah. You know, it kind of gave a perspective on that, which is cool because you've had people online that say, "Well, how come Anakin became a force ghost right after he passed away?" Well, now you get an idea of how that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And I definitely think I definitely think that. We should bring this some of these chapters up when we do our Ewok episode, because there's some pretty good there's some, there's some pretty good Ewok episodes. They're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, those were those were interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, like I said, when you get into those insignificant moments in Star Wars or those significant moments that you didn't think there was a background to, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> now there's more to that story. Now I understand it a little better. You're going, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> now we know how Boa Fett survived the Sarlacc. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> because the Sarlacc was trying to throw him up. <laughs> Dude, I don't like meat. I want vegetables. What the hell? <laughs> uh, but I mean, Honestly, going back to that story is so interesting, like, to know the backstory of the Sarlacc. Like, not just that particular Sarlacc, but the Sarlacc in general. He was like, huh. Until you read this book, you never know that you wanted to actually understand what's going on inside the Sarlacc or Salacious Crumb's head. Exactly. You didn't, you didn't know it until you read this book, and then you go... Okay, unfortunately, now I know. <laughs> you know what? Um, what really made me feel bad about Salacious Crumb, and, and maybe not even just him specifically, but his his species, uh, was that scene in the Mandalorian when they're when they're cooking one of them. Yeah, got it roasted on the spit, 
and the other one is in the cage watching it transpiring like damn that's that's cold hearted and and then they, now you actually get to hear things from his perspective it makes it even worse yeah yeah when, when you realize that they they're basically cooking a sentient being <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and for those those who are listening, if you think we're spoiling anything, we're really not. We're really not spoiling anything. You really do need to read the chapters or listen to the chapters, and you will get a better perspective because there's more information than what we're telling you. It really yeah, is does go into a lot of depth. <clears throat> there's really a lot going on in this book. I mean, there's yes, there are. Uh, let me see. I'm I'm gonna. Well, does it tell me how many stories there are? It's uh, 40. So yeah. there are 40 short stories, 40 mm-hmm. different authors, 40 different characters, 40 different perspectives. Um, you get, uh, just to name name a few, you get the, the torture droid from Jabba's palace. You get, uh, you, you get one from, from Bib Fortuna. Uh, you get the Rancor Keeper, you get Boba Fett, you get Salacious Crumb, you get Sai Snoodles, you get the Sarlacc, uh, Mon Mothma, Lando Calrissian. Um, there, there's a lot. Um, fighter, fighter pilots, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. You get, um, yeah, you get perspectives from from just about everybody who would be considered a sideline character, but now they're at the forefront. And everything gets shown from their perspective. It's great. All the characters that you didn't care about until now. <laughs> now, now you, now you have to listen to what they have to say. And yeah. it's not. It's. It really is. We make fun of it. We make fun of the Sarlacc surfer dude. We make fun of a few things, but it really is a great read. It is fun, and it's. It really does. If you care about the original trilogy and you love the original trilogy, it really does add things. It really does things in a different perspective for you, and it's it's outstanding. Yeah, and I mean, I I've got to I got to reiterate that one, that story is probably my favorite of the whole book. The Sarlacc. Yeah, the Sarlacc one. It's, the Sarlacc, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one is just it's, it's just it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I think I think that's all we got. Uh, so this is the first time that we've done a book discussion on mm-hmm. Rebel Rock Radio uh, in its entire. Oh man, I I'm not sure if I've got the math right, but I want to say it's been four years. Um. Yeah, it was it was four years in November, so never done a book discussion. I like um, Tina. I like Tina's comment. Comment, Tina. If you've uh, if you've read the book, I don't know if you have or not, but that is is a it's an awesome comment. Tubular man, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've never done never done a book discussion before, um, but we have more Hopefully. coming. Hopefully, uh, if your if your co-host is uh, is diligent, we will have more of them to come, and uh, we will add more perspective oh, from that angle. Yeah, yeah, we so, will yeah, definitely. <laughs> just a matter of just a matter of when. Um, yeah. So, 
Next week, we don't have anything scheduled, so we will probably, I mean, yeah, we'll have a main topic <laughs> figured out before next Tuesday. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us in the chat. Thank you to everybody who is uh, watching us on YouTube, and thank you for everybody who's listening to us on our audio platforms. Uh, again, if you are listening on YouTube, make sure that you smash that like button and subscribe and comment, do all that good stuff. Uh, and if you're listening to us on the audio platforms, please leave us a rating and review if possible. Um, and thanks for listening and or watching. And we'll be back next week. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great one. Bye.